Welcome to the Employco HR Podcast. I'm Rob Wilson, president of Employco. With me is my brother and partner, Scott Wilson. Hello. And Jason Eisen, our vice president of HR. Hi, everyone. We've got Nikki Navarro working the boards. So it's our... uh, As the ambulance goes by. Yes. uh, So we're in our our new studio. This is a second podcast from here. And uh, Nikki's been working out the, uh, the board and making everything work smooth. These new microphones are super sensitive. So yeah, they pick everything up. Right. So apologize for the white noise and the ambulance that just drove by. But um, <laughs> The person will be okay. <laughs> so uh, the topic, this is pr- pretty timely. Uh, the recruiting aspect of, uh, of the employment world is getting pretty tough right now. A combination of a wide variety of things from unemployment benefits to people not wanting to work to... Uh, just uh, wages rising from competitors. So, Jason, it's a uh, it's a big topic for a lot of our clients these days. Yeah, we, we, a lo- big segment of our clients is in the restaurant in- industry, and they're just struggling so difficult. I mean, it's such a tough time right now for restaurants to find workers, even just a little bit above minimum wage. I mean, Costco is now paying sixteen an hour for all employees. I mean, it's just tough for them to compete and find people to woo them either off of unemployment or get them out of the kind of back to work. Yeah. Uh, so, Scott, one of the things that I saw recently, so one, the unemployment benefits that Trump did uh, in the heart of the beginning of the pandemic. Which was, was huge. totally needed. Was I huge. mean, at that yeah. point in time, the country was shut down. Our clients laid off 7,000 people in 45 days. Yeah. So it was a huge number. And so that was, uh, they did a $600 a, uh, a week, which was a lifesaver for many people, and then reduced that down to 400 But now as the jobs are recovering, right. uh, Biden has kept that. It's 300 plus the state per week, and uh, it goes through September. And you're starting to see a lot of the proactive states like Florida and Texas saying, we don't want any Montana. other money. South Carolina. We're shutting it off. Mm-hmm. People need to go back to work. Right. And so the statistic I saw this week is that if you make, uh, if your salary is 32000 or less, you will make more on unemployment now sure. than if you go back to work. So mm-hmm. it's a huge huge struggle for your restaurants or really you know when you look at anybody 18 20 dollars an hour or less you're making more on unemployment yeah and that's why i was just wondering off the top of my head you look at the job numbers that were a disappointment last week how much of that is related to if you're making 25 30,000 on unemployment why even look yeah i mean obviously there are some people who uh they're child's at home and they still don't have daycare the, the kids zooming in from school remote but outside of that, Gerald, I mean, that's only, I think in Illinois, only 10% of respondents for an unemployment survey said that's child care issues keeping them on unemployment. So that's 90% of the other people who mm-hmm. have no child care issues that aren't affecting their unemployment. Mm-hmm. Right, because, so uh, you know, in unemployment, you can say child care and you can say I'm concerned for my safety for COVID, which, you know, and, and any other time that wouldn't be allowed. So you've got... Right. Uh, a lot of people are hanging their hat on that. So, a, uh, And it's not just Illinois. You see it everywhere in the country. A, yeah. uh, a shout-out to my son, Spencer, who's graduating college this weekend. Uh, so we're trying to do a couple of uh, couple dinners out in Tucson, where he goes to University of Arizona. And uh, if, there's a bunch of places that aren't even open because yeah. they can't hire they can't hire white staff. The hotel that we're staying at. That's crazy. The, there's no concierge. There's uh, a ton of things that aren't even open. They've got the sales office working the front desk, and they they can't they wow. can't find people because the people don't want to go back to work. Yeah. A combination of that, and you took a job. You were laid off, and and you took a you've got a different career now. But yeah, uh, people may be going back to school, nursing school, or what they might either career change or continuing their education now to be, change a career. 
Yeah, and we're seeing that on our trade shows. Uh, the unions and trade show companies are concerned. Yeah, are they going to come back? You had 5,000 Teamsters working at a local, and now they're off doing uh, construction or something else. Are they, are they going to come back to the trade show floor? But one of the things that we're starting to see, too, Jason, is signing bonuses for, uh, for new hires. Yeah, a few of our clients are in the 300 to $500 range for signing bonuses, and those are entry-level positions. So that's, And then uh, one of our clients is actually reinvigorating their uh, n- existing employee referral program where existing employees can refer a new hire into their company. If the person's stayed at least 90 days, both the new hire and the existing employee get kind of a, a, a cut of the, the, the sign-on bonuses. It's so, a great idea. Yeah. And that's internal recruiting. We've, uh, for a long time, we've paid internal employees if they refer somebody over and that person starts with us they uh we pay a, a new and those hire. tend to be the best employees or some of the best employees because there's that relationship that you know if the person's good or not you know the last thing an internal person wants to do is bring in a uh, bad hire yeah and then it reflects on them so right right very true so it's a it's a challenge right now with the uh with hiring and there's a a big pent-up need right now in that you know, Factories, restaurants, uh, a ton of businesses are hiring and can't find uh, can't find people, even though the unemployment levels are still over six percent. Yeah, I mean, if for for companies that are really struggling, if any of your positions could be hybrid or full remote, they could be expanding their geographic reach. So you could hire someone in South Dakota if you're an Illinois-based employer, as long as they're remote, have the right equipment, and all that stuff. I mean, a lot of employers are trying to get creative in virtual job fairs and things like that to to find people where they may not normally find them. And we're actually, I'm seeing it a lot because I do the client setup within the software system that we use and a day doesn't go by where it's, hey, this client has someone in South mm. Dakota or Montana. Right. And then, Rob, you see mm. it on the comp side, but I'm like, oh, we need the rates. They're going into the state and stuff. So, Right. And uh, we had a call earlier this week with a good friend, executive recruiter, and one of the challenges that you're, you know, businesses are facing too is the the change in the workplace so you have uh used to be five days a week in your office right. and then they went remote now you're trying to bring people back to the office like harris bank bemo uh just said in chicago a thousand people are coming back to the office five days a week in chicago starting june 1st a couple others are following uh from a recruiting standpoint people have spent a lot of people have spent that last year working from home and like that convenience mm-hmm. and uh, his thought was that that five days in your office is going to be a hard position to fill because people want some flexibility or freedom to have some remote work. Yeah, yep. there's a high percentage now, either anywhere from 25 to 50 percent of Americans will be looking for a new job after the pandemic's done if their current employer does not continue to offer hybrid or some kind of remote. So their BMO Harris could be losing some, it's probably, it might be still the right move for them to switch to five days, but they probably will be ready to, to have some loss of employees and difficulty finding people because. Well, and, and from a tech standpoint, I know just from, you know, you see the pipeline hack and that's not saying that's from people working remotely, but every time you have someone outside of the office accessing the network, that opens up a door that previously, pre-COVID, that door didn't even exist. So the hackers look for doors to get into. So if there's no door there, they'll move on to where there's a door. So whenever you see people work remotely, that raises huge flags Mm -hmm. just from a security breach standpoint. So I'm wondering whether like a Harris or a bank or, you know, financial institution, that's why they're striving to be like, get back in the office. We want to shut as much access down as possible. 
So. Yeah, and I think they're also looking at the productivity and, uh, in their case, probably customer relations and, and collaboration, internal engagement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which you know, we've got, uh, we're about ninety percent vaccinated in our office, so a yeah. lot of our employees are are back internally, and we're getting some pushback from uh, from some team members saying, you know, I I like working from home. Right, they might live further away, and it's hey, you know, I can spend more time working instead of the trans, you know, but. You know, from a security standpoint, that's what's always in the back of my mind. Prior to COVID, I think you, you're the only person from a, you know, yourself and myself, Rob, were the only people that really had remote access. We always had it locked down. Yeah, but COVID turned everything upside down. Right, using go to my PC or so. But, uh, yeah, it's a, so, Jason, is there, uh, is there a blend that you see that's trending between in-person versus remote or... I think most of our clients are are preferring if if they will be allowing some remote, it'll be hybrid because they still see the benefit of getting people in the office and collaboration and teamwork and engagement and better customer service, and that might be Tuesday through Thursday, everybody's in the office, and then Mondays and Fridays is optional, kind of manager discretion, employee discretion. Uh, so I think there will be some, but there's going to be some points where employers want everybody in the office same days just to get meetings easier to get people in face-to-face you just can't beat it i mean it's just right on zoom and we're all guilty of it when you're zoom you're sometimes multitasking you're just not fully paying attention yeah um it's always good when you're on a zoom call and they ask you a question and you weren't <laughs> paying attention you know I, I could you repeat that i i didn't quite follow connection. the uh the connection what you what your question was yeah, i just do that ah, you got me <laughs> So, yeah, finding that right balance, I, I think getting people back is important for culture and engagement. And, and security. And there's, there's, we've got a lot of employees that worked a ton of extra hours being, being from home, working remote, uh, and, and some not as much. So yeah, I mean, just uh, how you had mentioned the unemployment claims, it was, you know, the, I think our uh, mail, mail delivery person, like, slipped a few discs in the <laughs> back trying to move the boxes in. It was crazy. You know, Jason, you're a, a big, uh, a, a kind of a big fan of both, but working remote, you know, when you're at home, you you save 45 minute drive each way. Yeah, and it just it's it it, it yeah, I see the pros and cons personally. Yeah. I like being in the office and just peeking over a cube wall and say, hey, did you guys hear about this new HR law? And we're no, I didn't know. That. And then we just teamwork. You just like like short term, quick fix and. The employee engagement, camaraderie, it just so helps when people are in the office. But, yeah, at the same time, even if I'm working half the commute, that's, whatever, 20 minutes of extra working time to and from that I could be doing work, being more productive for my employer compared to in a staying in a car. And then on the flip side, you got someone that's got three kids at home crying and <laughs> uh, uh, whatever the claim is that, uh, you know, I, I don't feel safe. Uh, how productive is that? Right. But, uh, yeah, it's something that a lot of companies are going to be faced with because, uh, you know, as you're hiring more, what's that hybrid look like? What's that happy medium? And companies like us, we actually help those hard-to-get positions filled, you know, between running ads and recruiting and things like that. And and that's something to look at, too, from a recruiting standpoint. What is is your overall outside of, is it in-person or remote, what does your overall package look like? And what does that onboarding experience look like for your for your employees? You know, with a lot of our clients, you're taking advantage of a pretty wide variety of employee benefits, a good onboarding program, uh, a, a good HR team. So you're, you're offering those Fortune 500 benefits that maybe some of your competitors can't offer. So yeah. I think it's, it's creating that 
whatever that package is going to look like, it's creating as robust of a package because you know, your the the wages aren't uh, still continue to not be the most important or the highest level of uh, of decision making. You're looking at a total package. So the better you can make your package look, I think the you know, better chance you have from a recruiting standpoint. Yeah, and try and differentiate yourself. And maybe that's a, a message from the CEO on a recruiting website. Maybe that's a virtual tour around your office with someone just holding an iPhone walking around. Try and differentiate yourself to kind of get that people's attention, especially the millennials and younger generations that really want to see kind of a cool way that you're that you're advertising your your company a little bit differently. Well, and you're, you've come up with some really great ideas from innovative as far as employee retention, too, because once you get the employee, you want the employee to stay, whether it's anniversary bonuses, education bonuses, things like that. And that really does make a difference. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. It's a, a topic that's not going to go away over the next uh, no. next three or four months. So and you've got unemployment at this level to uh, until September. Yep. But anyways, thanks for joining us on our uh, HR chat. If you uh, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us at hrandemployco.com. And we're on all the social medias, so feel free to check us out at Employco and Twitter and all the above. We're going to bring a couple guests uh, in over the summer to, uh, to uh, join us on podcasts. Break in the studio. Exactly. <laughs> so thanks for joining us, and uh, check us out on social media and look forward to... Uh, being a podcast in the next few weeks. Thank you. Thank you.